0: hey everyone this is matt hawkins with Ridge supply welcome to the be the bright podcast it is um wednesday july 27th and um today we're going to talk about two things um One, uh, registration is open for Moonlight Hunt Club October 15th, and I'm going to go through a little breakdown of of the concept of that event and uh, why you should sign up. And then two, um, I'm going to give a little bit of background and just talk about coastal bike impact and, um, and what that is and how it relates to not only the Croatan and Moonlight Hunt Club, but... Um, why you should uh, sign up and get involved. So welcome to the Be The Bright podcast. Um, I believe this is episode 52 and um, no guests today. I'll keep it as brief as I can, um, but I wanted to uh, first, first go over um, what it is that um, Moonlight Hunt Club is from a concept standpoint and why, it, why do we need a new, a new bike event? Um, Moonlight Hunt Club started originally as a group ride, um, back 12 or 13 years ago. And, um, it was a group of us that had young kids, um, and were, uh, the other, the other folks were all active duty military at the time, other than myself. And the idea was we would get up at 3.30 Um, start riding by four and be able to get a century ride in um, by like nine o'clock most weekends. And then you could come home, spend the whole day with the family um, and have gotten on a really, really cool ride without cutting into your family time. Uh, So we did a lot of riding at night. We did a lot of group riding at night and we called ourselves the Moonlight Hunt Club. Uh, Fast forward to... Uh, when in two thousand nineteen, when we were trying to uh, uh, come up with a fall event uh, to sort of partner with the Buck 50, um, we knew that uh, I knew I wanted to do something that involved nighttime. And uh, we never got the, the the ride off the ground in 2020 because of the pandemic. Uh, in 2021, it wasn't. We never even opened registration, and so here we are in 2022. And uh, very recently, um, I have been given some—not authority not the right word—the uh, keys to trail maintenance uh, on the uh, on, on the Croatan, and and empowered to be able to get out there and do um, some basic to advanced uh, trail maintenance on the existing trail systems that are that are in the Croatan. There is about 60 miles of trail in the Croatan um, and 200 miles of roads. The roads are all uh, basically gravel or primitive road um, that is maintained by the Forest Service and um, the the trails typically are maintained by volunteer groups and so um, I am leading one of those volunteer groups, uh, in doing the trail maintenance. And in that, um, the trails at Flanners beach are something that I, I took over maintaining and they're pretty rad for riding bikes. That's not a new thing. A lot of the folks that live over on the Newburn side and the Moorhead city side, Beaufort side have ridden Flanners for years. And there's been races out there in the past and, um, it's not an elaborate trail system, but it's about seven miles total of trails. And in 2018, when we had Hurricane Florence, the beach itself, which is sort of perched on um, almost, like a, almost like a cliff side, uh, it really got eroded bad to the point where it's not really safe and they've closed the actual beach. So um, the campground's still there. And, uh, you know, you can go to recreation.gov and, and sign up for a campsite. and You can bring an RV or uh, you can do 50 amp, 30 amp or primitive camping all there. They have bath houses and, uh, it's a really cool place. And the trails are all, all still there and all fully operational. Recently, we, we, we cut, cut back some, some, uh, some down trees that were impeding progress, and I'm working slowly on cutting back some of the overgrowth, just so where it it's raceable or rideable fast, um, and that's going well. But but uh, Flanners is located on the Pamlico side of the Croatan, so um, in between Havelock and Newburn on uh, Interstate or not Interstate Highway seventy, and um, It's a pretty rad little setup. Uh, Basically, my concept around the event is to do a fall event that encourages camping, encourages, um, I I don't want to use the word party, but that's basically what I envision is you get the right group of people together, have fun, low stress, still ride bikes, um, grill out, you know have bring your own beverage coolers um your own camp setup car camping tent camping trailer camping anything is is available there and we sort of descend on there for two nights um the registration includes friday and saturday night so friday night um will be you know is optional you don't have to arrive but if you came down friday we would probably do a night ride on friday night grill out campfire hang out um, and then in the morning when we wake up on Saturday, the actual six hour event won't start until maybe like two thirty. So, um, there's a lot of time downtime to just chill, relax and enjoy yourself. Uh, the Croatan, the main Croatan, if you access it through, um, catfish road is not that far away. So, uh, two miles away and you're popping on catfish in you know, a road. So you can, You can do the back half of the buck 50 course. You could do whatever you wanted, um, on Saturday morning, if you'd like to, um, or if you just want to chill, it's a rad place to, to hang out. Uh, the premise is that we're going to do a lapped race, um, and you can sign up for, there's no gender categories. So basically you just sign up for the bike style that you have. If you're going to ride a drop bar bike, um, you can sign up for drop bar. If you're gonna ride a flat bar bike, you can run a flat bar category, or if you're gonna run a single speed, single speed doesn't matter if you're drop bar or flat bar, but if you're running a single speed, that's, that's a third category. The two team categories we have, those are all solo categories. So you don't need any partners, you can, and you can ride as few or as many laps as you want in the six hour timeline. The two team categories are all in team, which means two to four people, and you have to ride together. So every lap that you do, you're riding together. Um, And then the team relay is only one person out on the course at a time per lap. There's no requirement for how many laps you do, um, but the premise is we want it to be fun, challenging if you'd like, and there are no podiums, so you're working on building a poker hand. We're going to make custom uh, playing cards that are Moonlight Hunts Club specific, which you will get to keep, and you can earn cards by doing laps. So let's say you go around the lap. The lap's only 4.58 miles. I did it the other day at what I would call is you know just a steady pace it took me about 44 minutes um that gives you an example i think it could probably be done i mean somebody could somebody could rip it in 30 35 minutes maybe um but i i, I don't think it will be that enjoyable at that pace <laughs> um but you could do it and then i think most folks are going to probably be in the 40 to you know 50 minute range for consecutive laps. Um, so in the course of six hours, you know, uh you're gonna be able to squeeze in five, six, seven, eight laps. Um, and that's that's about that's about the extent of it. Um you certainly don't have to do that many, but every time you come back through the start-finish line, you're gonna get a card. Those cards are gonna be waterproof. You put them in your jersey and you build them up over the time of, the, of the, uh, the amount of laps that you have. At the end of the six hours, you will take that poker hand and you will play that poker hand um, either in two ways. One, you will try to build a five card hand that is the best you can. And with that five card hand, you will have opportunity to get basically some, I'll call it prizes. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing would be, you could use that hand for um, credit, store credit, if you will, um, either at Ridge Supply or at other, um, you know, partners that we have. And the the theory being there that like you're going to really get something in the end. It's just that what it is that you get is tailored to you and what it is that you want. So you can either win prizes with your poker hand, or you can win swag, or you can get, you know, basically like a gift cards kind of set up in a store credit. So you can get stuff yourself. Um, that's exactly to your choosing. The, the kicker is we're going to have joker opportunities out on course. The course has a couple loops that are not part of the regular course. And, At some point during the during the six hours, there will be people out on course that will put new signs up at these turns that are Joker signs. And if you see that and you follow that extra credit section, you will get a Joker card. If you get a Joker card, then you can that card can basically be anything that you need. So it'll only increase your poker hand in the end. Um. There's a lot of discussion I've heard uh, in hearing if, you know, people are worried that it's six hours. I don't want to go ride for six hours. Um, I don't blame you and you don't have to. Um, You certainly should take this at the pace that you want. Uh, If you do a team, if you bring a, if you bring a buddy and do a team relay um, and you only ride every other lap, um, you can do it at the pace you want and you can hang out and party in between the vibe is going to be just that you're going to ride right back through the campsite every lap so the people are going to be there the music's going to be there the food's going to be there the drink is going to be there and there'll also be extra credit options in the campsite for keeping the stoke up we certainly want people to come out and ride their bikes but i really think this is like a a community event for us to do something that isn't so race specific. Flanners um, is friendly to drop bars, cross bikes, gravel bikes, um, hardtails, full squish mountain bikes, and single speeds will love it. Uh, It really has no elevation gain. Um, it's It's not perfectly flat, but the undulations are super small. Uh, so even if you had to go up a hill or, or a a section that is, you know, that requires a little bit of extra effort, it's not long at all. A matter of a couple pedal strokes, you know, to keep the, keep the momentum going. It's fast, it's flowy, the technical sections, there are a couple sections that have some roots, um, but that's the extent of it. Uh, there's no log crossings, there's no jumps, there's no crazy steep, you know, there's no, there's no rocks. Um, there's basically just some sections where if you're going to bring a drop bar, uh, I recommend as big of a tire as you can squeeze in there. Let's just put it that way. Could you run it on a 30? Yeah. Uh, it would be, it wouldn't be super fun on a 30, but, um, a 38, you know, 42, something like that. You'd be fine. I, I personally, if I were to bring a bike, I, I would bring my flanimal, with the 650Bs on there, flat bar, or my hardtail mountain bike, um, you don't need suspension, but you certainly can rip it faster uh, if you had a little bit of squish, you know, like a red shift um, post or stem, something like that. So, but don't feel intimidated. As long as you, as long as you can ride the bike on on a basically on a smooth single track, you, you're you're good to go. And there really it really doesn't matter which bike you bring. That's kind of what I was. Trying to set it up as you know it, it's not really competitive in the category. Uh, we'll we'll of course rank the number of of um, of laps that you do, uh, but it's not like you're gonna win, you know, win the category. Uh, don't that's not the point, honestly. If you if you're the fastest person that's completed the most laps, in a way, you might have missed the other opportunities that are out there. So the cool thing is it's two days um, dinner will be included. We're going to, we're going to have a food truck there. So we don't have to mess with that on Saturday. Uh, we're going to try to have coffee and breakfast, um, available on Saturday morning for those who are there early. And, um, it's just a time to hang out and chill. Um, Flanners is great. It's normally quite breezy there, and it's also very wooded. So, uh, in October, it does get dark around 6 30, um, so plan on riding in the dark for two hours, two and a half to three hours total. I have a feeling we're gonna start around 230 and go until 830. Um, that's the tentative plan right now. So if you're wondering what kind of light you need and and whatever, I mean, honestly a handlebar mounted light that's just battery powered, you know, um USB rechargeable, uh, will work. Obviously, if you want a full full blown, you know, super setup, or you're going to ride really fast, the better your lights are, the faster you can ride, so you don't outride the, the site that you can see. And um, there's a lot of sections that are it's pretty straightforward, so um, you you should be able to rip it. Uh, if you're interested in doing a team, basically, you can sign up as a team, and then you can adjust accordingly uh, if if people change, if the numbers change, you can, you, we can do all that. No problem. You can do it on bike reg. If you sign up in a drop bar category and two weeks from now, you convince your buddy to sign up and then you want to make it a team. We can make that change too, not a problem. Um, and just keep in mind that the entry fee does include two nights of we're forced to do two nights of camping. So it's the, the, the fees for, for being there for two nights, if you have a camper that needs electric or an RV, you need to get in touch with, with me and let me know, and we can get you slotted into one of those spots. Um, there are four um, showers there that are, that are very good, that always have hot water. Uh, there are six or eight um, separate uh, bath houses for, for toilets. And um, the rest of it is primitive camping. So there are there are camp or charcoal, you know, um, grill boxes available and lots of picnic tables and tons of grass area to set up um, the campsites. And um, again, that'll open up on Friday afternoon, and we'll be there all the way through Sunday morning. I hope that I've answered some of those questions for you. There's more information to roll out. Uh, but um, one of the reasons that this is all tied together is that we, uh, we've we been able to, to get this trail access, this trail maintenance access, because of Coastal Bike Impact. And um, if you haven't heard of Coastal Bike Impact, uh, basically, I'll give you a quick rundown back in... Um, 2020, uh, a group of local folks here in Carteret County. There's eight of us that got together and formed um, a nonprofit called Coastal Bike Impact. And our job or our goal is to um, is to be the boots on the ground cycling related advocacy group here. On, on the Crystal Coast. And what that means, what I didn't really know what cycling or bike advocacy was at the time either. Um, but myself and eight, eight other folks are board members and we are, we're we a little, you know, a year and a half into our journey of, of doing that. And um, it's been really neat to see the impact that you can have at the local level, um, to to make change that is positive for cycling infrastructure. And basically, there's three main focuses that we that we deal with: transportation related, um, tourism related, and safety related. And what that means is every. In Carteret County, which is a very big county here on the coast, there are a number of towns and each town has a governing body. They all have master plans. They have transportation plans. And then the county itself has you know, county commissioners, boards, committees, transportation plans, and everything else. What If you're not part of the discussion about something bike related from the beginning, when it becomes a plan and the plan is thought about, then put together and then adopted by either that town or city or the county itself, nothing will ever happen. So you have to be part of a plan to ever become a possible change, whether that be striping, marking, uh, road changes, um, you know, bike trails, uh, dedicated bike paths, changes to bridges, you name it and it's a long game that you play. What Coastal Bike Impact is doing is, Coastal Bike Impact is now, after a year and a half, we are sitting on these committees. We are at all of the discussions in every town that is in Carteret, and we meet, um, we meet every three weeks, and we have consistently, all through the pandemic, and we have been making inroads into the local, Um, I don't want to say politics, because that's not what it is. We're just into the local infrastructure, the government infrastructure that impacts um, cycling, bike and pedestrian um, infrastructure. And so one of the coolest things about it is that we are the only real resource locally for cycling related, you know, opportunities that may come up at the county state, um, you know, state DOT, Carteret County, and then the local level. And so it has been a very welcoming response in a lot of cases because it is a need. There's, there's a lot of families who, who need representation on a, you know, bike safety level so their kids can ride bikes in their neighborhoods or, or get around town or, or whatever. And we're very car- Centric here in Carteret. And the car, as you all know, the car related pathways are all overburdened with the traffic that we have. So to get out on the road and ride your bike a lot of times um, becomes not even really an option based on the current traffic pattern. So we have certain, we've established a, a dedicated a bike map that gives you sort of what we rate as bike related bike related um pathways that are that are positive that work and then we've also done uh a really good job of getting in front of of the the players in in the transportation committees and in the plans for what's coming down the line as far as um what will happen with North Carolina DOT and their changes in roads and everything from this area. How has that impacted the Croatan? Um, As you probably know, the Croatan is a national forest. Uh, It is, you know, managed by Department of Agriculture and is also, you know, a separate entity. Yet it's a huge part of Carteret County and it's a massive connector for our county uh, specifically and recently we've, we've signed up Coastal Bike Impact as a trail maintenance um, group, and I'm helping lead that effort, and what that means is that we can now, through volunteer um, work, we can maintain trails like Flanners Beach, like the We Talk Trail, um, and some of the other trails that are in the Croatan. That 60 miles of trail. If it is not maintained and kept the overgrowth kept back and trees cleared from it, you know, we just, it it won't, it'll die and it'll vanish. And so we're working really hard to be able to, to do that. This bike event of having the Moonlight Hunt Club there at Flanners Beach is just yet another example of us being able to just put ourselves in a situation where existing bike infrastructure that is already here, we can use it but you have to work for it in a way to get, to be able to use it. And so um, that's what we're doing now. Flanners has been, people ride flanners all the time. Uh, My goal is just to make sure that it gets, it stays open and stays fresh and fun and safe. So people can take their family out there or people can, you know, do events out there like we're going to do. And I just want people to come, come see it. So uh, back to Coastal Bike Impact real quick if you go to coastalbikeimpact.com, right on the front, there's a sign up. Um, It's vital that we get local North Carolina folks to sign up to show their support. We don't um, spam email out and we don't really communicate with that email list, but being on that list is our show of membership. So the more numbers we have, the more impact that we have at the local level. And those numbers do matter. Um, we've got a few hundred people so far, which is awesome. But, you know, the goal is to try to get over like a thousand folks. And if we can get to that point, which I know we can do, we can get to that point when we go sit at these meetings and then on these committees and we speak for that many folks, there's a huge impact in what it is we can accomplish. So. Again, go to coastalbikeimpact.com and just sign up. It's right there on that, that, that front page. And I'm going to keep, keep beating that drum over time because it's an important thing that we're doing here. And when, when I first started out, I didn't really understand it. So if you don't really understand it, that's fine too. Everything that we're doing is there on coastalbikeimpact.com and you can check it out. And, um, if you have any questions, you can certainly hit me up, uh, you know, at info at ridgesupply.com and I can answer any questions that you may have. Um, and come join us for Moonlight Hunt Club. It is, it's going to be really cool. And and it's going to be cool because the people that come are going to make, make the vibe. Um, it isn't a race that has some iconic course, you know, with crazy climbing and it's going to be really hot. None of that stuff's really part of this equation, it's the fall. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a great time to camp. The campsite is super rad. The course is friendly to all bikes in that way. And so it's gonna be competitive if you want, or it's gonna be just a great time to go rip a lap, come hang out um, and then do another one whenever you feel like it. There's good swag involved, good food and good vibes. So I just hope that you, Come join us there October 14th and 15th. You can sign up right now on bikeridge.com. And thank you for your time today. This is Matt from Ridge Supply, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Be The Bright podcast.